to the constant every time you'd forget to save. Oh, Mr. Rossetti, and... Or every time I'd force you to forget to save. Oh, yeah, or... No, it wouldn't be force. It would be he would turn the power button off. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'd have to sit through lines and lines of dialogue being berated by Mr. Rossetti. Um, which, looking back now, um, I was super frustrated at the time, but looking at it now, it's actually so funny that they implemented something like that. That just reminded the player, you need to save. Save. On this episode, we're going to be talking about one of the most iconic Nintendo franchises to release in the last few decades. It's the social simulation franchise, Animal Crossing. During this episode, we're going to be talking about our first encounters with the franchise, along with all the various main series entries and spin-offs that have released over the years. Thanks for tuning in. As we discuss the games that shaped us. So, Animal Crossing. Where do we begin? More like, where do you begin? Well, for me, I'd have to say my introduction to the series was um, Wild World. On the DS. Um, yep, the DS. For me, it's more, you know, I saw the series, because we didn't grow up with a Nintendo systems in general other than handhelds, mm-hmm. so we didn't have game a GameCube growing up or an N64, so I always saw like Animal Crossing on the GameCube at friends' houses, but never really had a shot to play it. Instead, we had PlayStation 2 at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, ironically, the franchise actually debuted on the N64 as Animal Forest. Yep, Animal Forest. Before eventually getting an enhanced re-release on the GameCube, which eventually saw localization. But really, the first real experience I think in our household we had was with Wild World, as you said, the DS entry. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember if you also had a copy of it. I didn't, it until, I didn't until years later you had the main copy. Yeah, so really... I guess your experience was living through my experience and maybe some of my frustrations at time. Frustrations um, or just me kind of glancing over and being like, that looks interesting, but I never could get into it at the yeah. time. Yeah, it's definitely one of those games where you either love it or you don't love it. It's not for everyone. It's a game... Um, well, the main factor, I'd have to say, is it's a game that works with your real-time clock. So in order to advance a day you have to wait like an actual day yeah so. every everything is like real time so it's like you can't really play the game 24 7 because you're gonna eventually run out of stuff to do and you're gonna have to wait yep which is inherently kind of one of my problems with the game because at that point you have to always have the game on you like in the system and it, it's a bit of a hassle but that we'll get into that more later on so for me I like I got super into it, so I found ways to make the game playable all day long. And I think a lot of that had to do with like the museum aspects and also paying off your house cuz especially in Wild World and the earlier titles, it was a lot harder to pay off your your house and fill the museum. Um it was more I think it was more limited to the options you could do. Um But it was still a really fun game, and it got me interested in the series as a whole. So as much as, like, there's things that aren't so great about Wild World, there's things that are super great about it. So it's a great game. Yeah, and I remember remember you'd constantly be playing that game. Like, you unlocked pretty much every house. Mm -hmm. 
filled the museum, did yep. pretty much everything. Your whole world was completely customized. Yes. Like, you went to town on basically everything. Mm-hmm. And then I remember it was like, it's weird, because you constantly played that game so much that you actually ended up completely skipping over the Wii entry. Yeah, I didn't, um, I didn't really play the Wii entry, but from my few times playing it, I still will occasionally check in, um, but I couldn't get as into it as much because it was very similar to Wild World. There wasn't much, oh my goodness, uh, sorry about that. My cat just jumped right across my face and scared the living bejeebas out of me. Anyways, uh, um, City Folk was very similar to uh, Wild World, except it did add a little extra content, but I actually didn't really end up delving into that content because I was too focused on my Wild World world instead, so I ended up not playing it as much, but I really need to, like, restart and just, like, kind of take the time to play it again because there is some really great things about it. Then the grass decay. Oh. The grass decay. Oh, man. grass decay. It was always funny. No, I still remember Wild World, too, the constant every time you'd forget to save. Oh, Mr. Rossetti. And or every time I'd force you to forget to save. Oh, yeah. Or, no, it wouldn't be force. It would be he would turn the power button off. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'd have to sit through lines and lines of dialogue being berated by Mr. Rossetti. Um, which, looking back now, um, I was super frustrated at the time. But looking at it now, it's actually so funny that they implemented something like that. That just reminded the player, you need to save. Save your game. It was like... That don't mess with your time in-game clock. Oh, yeah. Don't mess with the in-game clock. So... Which everyone does anyways. Oh, yeah. I I don't. I've never messed with the in-game clock. Um, I've always just played it how it's supposed to be played. So I've never really messed with the in-game clock on that. Yeah, so then after... um. After, after City Folk and Wild World, the series was kind of like, it was like the next, it was like waiting for that next entry. And then, of course, we eventually got uh, New Leaf. Yes. New Leaf. New Leaf. I was so excited about New Leaf. Well, because it was a, it was a handheld game, and handheld games are always inherently easier to play, like keep a, keep track of, in a, in a different kind of sense than a, like a console game would be. And, um, yeah, we actually both got new leaf going in yep and i made it exactly two days and then i got bored and put it down (laughs) (laughs) and i did not i played i looked back at it the other day and i actually had i think over 800 hours of gameplay in animal crossing new leaf because i loved it i loved the new added content to it i was able to i just like i made my town beautiful i loved being the mayor um, which was one of the fun new features of it. I just had a great time. Uh, you went on like a legit like month long binge of Animal Crossing New Leaf. Months long. I it was months. Yeah. Uh, well, then the uh, the additional like the DLC stuff came out, and you just kind of like even went farther after that. Yeah, Animal Crossing New Leaf was one of those games that like I uh, never really put down. I think the only time I actually stopped playing it was when um, New Horizons came out. But not getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. I literally, I. it's funny because I actually bought the game twice. <laughs> Once I bought it physically just to jump on the bandwagon and I lasted two days. Mm-hmm. 
And then I bought it digitally thinking, oh, if it's digital, I'll actually give it a shot. And then I just never did. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. Something about New Leaf just did nothing for me at the time. No, it's definitely, um, Animal Crossing is definitely one of those games where you either love it or you don't love it. Um, and for me, going into it, I had already, I loved Wild World. And I was so excited to have a new Animal Crossing game. And seeing all the teasers and the new content, I was just over the moon excited about it. Well, I mean, it looked fun because the, the perspective of being like the mayor of the town was an interesting new twist. I just, the real-time clock just did nothing for me. That was the problem. It is like, it's it's hard to get past those first two days because there isn't a lot you can do. Um, which, for every Animal Crossing game, it's always the hardest because, like, you don't have any tools. So you can't go fishing, you can't, like, catch butterflies, and, um, usually they have you in some sort of, like, tutorial mode, um, where you're either, like, working for Tom Nook, or, at, in New Leaf, it was you were discovering... Working, working, that's a fun, fun term working. for slave labor. <laughs> um... So it kind of like the first couple days, it it can be difficult to do. But Tom Nook you, is the true villain of the series. <laughs> if you persevere, it's worth it. It's so worth it, um, especially with all the holidays and the fun events that came up. Um, it was just like you looked forward to like starting to play again, like especially even when the seasons changed, which was um, constant throughout all the games, but. Um, I just think New Leaf, like, added so much fun content, um, the interaction with the villagers were fun, and, I don't know, it's, it's just one of my favorite games. I love New Leaf. It's, I thought the, uh, the mayor concept was cool. Mm. It's definitely fun being the mayor, um, making decisions for your town. You could either, like, and it was cool because it kind of gave you, like, um, little buffs for your island almost, like, so I picked to have, like, a lovely town. So, like, all the flowers would bloom, and it would be really pretty. Um, but I think there's also buffs for, like, there was one that would, like, give you more money. Like, you'd be able to make more money and a few other options. But I, I chose the lovely town, because who would, doesn't love flowers on your island? Um, another cool thing about New Leaf 2 was the tropical island. Being able to go to this tropical island and being able to catch all these amazing... Um, really expensive bugs and fish which was super helpful so I always um I always would go to the island late at night like I'd stay up in my room with my DS on when I'm supposed to be sleeping and I'd be catching all these sharks all these super big fish and then catching all these beetles on the island just to make so much money so I had way too much money in New Leaf um which I did kind of feel like it kind of broke the game a little bit um, in some aspects because you could. Make I wouldn't really say broke. I said more just kind of streamlined. Yeah, it definitely. I think if you uh, abuse the system like I did, um, <laughs> but not everyone did that because not everyone's gonna stay up until like three a.m. catching fish. Um, but I did because it was fun and I wanted lots of money. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's weird too because the New Leaf train went on for a while. Yes. Like, I swear, like city folk came and went. Because mm. I don't remember people being nearly as hyped for that one as it when it was new, as opposed to say like the original or like New Leaf in particular. Because the new New Leaf kept going, like mm. no one stopped that one. 
No. There was there was a lot of hype for it. And I think also um, when they added all the DLC too, I think that definitely helped. And, and um, plus Amiibos. The added. Yes. The adding of the Amiibo cards um, and some of the Amiibo figurines definitely helped. But we also, we don't talk about Amiibo Festival. We don't talk no, about we'll, it. We'll get, we'll get the spinoffs <laughs> later. But yeah. um, So then following that, we had the the eventual hype train when the switch was announced yes for well initially it was the wii u but that kind of came and went before it had a shot to get an original game Mm -hmm. so eventually when the switch was announced it was the inevitable wait for the next main game yep which would eventually become new horizons yes and new horizons is interesting because when it came out was right around when the unpleasantness of the world was beginning Mm -hmm. and we're not going to really get into that but basically we didn't really have much else to play at the time. Yeah. So I actually digitally downloaded it on a whim, even though I said I'm not going to play it because I'm not. I'm just going to do what I do every time and waste my money and not do anything. Mm-hmm. But I bought it anyways because, of course, I did. Yeah. And you know what? I don't know what it was about New Horizons, but it grabbed me. Yeah, I was actually really surprised when um, at some points you were playing it more than me. Um, it definitely grabbed your attention. You definitely played it. Well, because a the lot. the you can pretty much get going. I mean, the only real slow day is the first day. Mm-hmm. By day two, aside from the freaking iron hunt, yep. Um, you're pretty much you can make whatever you need and just start fishing and collecting mm-hmm. stuff. And really, it, it keeps you busy enough before um. Mm-hmm. Eventually, the island fully opens up by, like, day four or five-ish or whatever. Yep. And it's, like, it kept going. Like, you'd constantly just keep wanting to add more. You'd get more villagers. You'd have to... You basically just be... Because you're on, like, a deserted island this time around. You basically are just building your own little civilization. Yeah, I definitely thought the concept um, going in uh, was really helpful in grabbing new players, like, like Bill. Oh, yeah, the crafting um, system alone was, like, a new, th- like new thing entirely because you'd always have basically enough to have like more tools made so you'll never like lose your tools even before like the store was built Mm -hmm. and it would just making money was so easy just collecting like random fish or butterflies Mm -hmm. or like weeds (laughs) yeah no it definitely i think um helped bring new players to the game and uh made it easier to start and get into it you could get into it so much faster so you could kind of see the charm and like the um just like the heart of animal crossing you could get into that really quickly and i think that's one of the reasons why it was so successful too um not only because we were all stuck in our houses but also just because um you were able to pick up and play it so quickly and it was just—it's really fun. That, it's a really it, fun game. It didn't hold your hand mm-hmm. like New Leaf did to a degree. It kind of like it explained things easily enough, but you were basically free to do whatever you wanted from the yep. start within confines of your restrictions at the time. Mm. And it would just—you simply pick it up. I mean, I remember the—you'd slowly unlock things, like you'd unlock the museum, and then you'd have to like go on like a quest to get enough stuff for him to justify building a museum. So you'd kind of do that in a, a sitting. And then you'd constantly get different, like, daily part. People would visit your island, and you'd have specific, like, 
different like uh, achievements you could get for them, plus the Nook Miles system, which was pretty interesting. Yes, I did really like that system. It's um, like an achievement system without the achievement system in a way. Yeah. Well, because in um, New um, New Leaf, they kind of had something similar, but it was like badges. Um, it was from this character that was like um, I think he was a beaver. I don't. He wasn't super memorable for me. But he, like, you did get some sort of badges, but I think the Nook Mile system had more reward to it as well. So you were, like, you're able to, like, keep track of all your achievements, but you're also, like, getting something out of gaining those achievements, which I think was super motivating for you to, like, do those daily tasks or just, like, you'd go through them and be like, oh, okay, I'm this many, I gotta pluck this much grass, and then I'll be able to get, like, these Nook Miles. So it definitely motivated you to play more. Yeah. Then, it's like you never. It, it's weird. It's hard to explain because it's like the amount of different things you could do every gameplay day. You'd always have something you could do, and you never really got bored. And like just filling. The, it's one of the funnest things I've had: filling the museum up, finding all yep. the fish, all the uh, different insects, freaking waiting for certain time periods, <laughs> and then trying to like catch all sorts of different things. Yep. Plus interacting with your characters, getting like. Oh yeah getting different ones to appear on the island mm-hmm. and just kind of designing it or in her in as she tells me like poorly designing your island <laughs> hey i'm not the person who has like a toilet in their yard and like random no, no, burning the, barrels the, the toilet's on the hill now oh it's on the hill now wonderful <laughs> um you can do a lot of customization um you can do a lot of customization in new leaf to your island um but I feel like the customization is even more. Well, you're know? basically, you can play God and just reshape your island to do yeah, whatever th- you want. I think one of the things that um, players loved the most was that you were able to pick, like, where your villager houses would go. Because the worst thing that could happen in New Leaf was that you had this beautiful road system, and then someone moved out, and you were like, okay. And then someone moves in, and they move in right in the middle of your road, and you were like, why? So then you just forever resented that villager <laughs> and just wanted them to move out. So being able to pick like the places where your villagers was moving was like a very happy happy feature and i remember when i was first playing i actually restarted my game because i miscalculated the spaces um between the houses and it was off by one block and i just was like nope i can't do it so i restarted my game to fix it later to find out that you can move stuff around anyways yeah but it didn't matter it still would have bothered me till the end so i had to fix it (laughs) Yeah. See, I just put them wherever and just kind of deal with it. <laughs> nope. Not me. I also have just, like, random, like, stone structures and lighthouses just everywhere. <laughs> yep, he has, like, a random boxing ring in one part of your oh, island. Yeah, just, well, I had to put it somewhere. <laughs> and then on my island, I have, like, these nice, nice laid-out houses and areas, and I have a nice little camper set up, and then a nice playground, and then you just have random burning barrels <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Yeah. And? <laughs> um, and then, <laughs> this kind of reminds me, one of the really fun features is, um, the other game also had these features, but um, visiting your friends' towns. Mm. I think in um, New Horizons, Yeah, and just plowing so through their flower easy. garden. <laughs> yeah. 
plowing through the flower, digging random holes, hitting each other with nets. That's always the most fun. Knocking all your fruit down so it screws up your timing. Yep. You know. Thanks. Thanks. It, it's it's griefing. Thanks. Inconvenient griefing. Yep. And he was never welcome back to my island after Except that. for three weeks later when you invited me back. <laughs> no. Well, because it it's fun having someone else there um, until they start ruining your island. And then you're like, go away. And then you go to their island, and then you start ruining things, and you or steal my, the fruit. Or in my case, where you just go, your island's already garbage. You can't even ruin it anymore. <laughs> yep, true. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, man. That and the uh, exploration modes, we can go on different... Um, oh, yeah. Like, uh, you can visit other islands to uh, find resources. Yes, and also to find villagers to invite to your island, which I think is one of the really cool things about it, because I think a lot of players actually um, ended up, like, going like going on trips and trips and trips just to find certain villagers to bring back to your island. Um, See, I was never picky. I just went with whoever showed up and was like, whatever. <laughs> I was, like, I was a little picky. I wasn't super picky, but I did um i did sometimes like be like if it was a really ugly villager i'd be like nope turn around uh but if it was like a cute looking villager i was like okay you can come live on my island i yeah i didn't care i just was like whatever (laughs) come join (laughs) no i i definitely like picked and choose my villagers but i I wasn't ever looking for anyone in particular i also love tom nook when you're early on before the uh the uh, villager center is built. Tom Nook just constantly in his tent with his can of beer, just yep. chilling in the corner there. He's just hanging out, letting his sons do all the work. Oh, oh. wait, they're actually not his kids, though. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know who they. How did you did you to... trap one of the one that was wandering the island? Oh yeah, of course. I love trapping him <laughs> just just because you can. Then then Isabella finally shows up and she's constantly got her glass of scotch. Yep. <laughs> I assume that's what it is. <laughs> I love the fact that whenever you go in there, they're never doing anything. Nope. I I love the setup though. Basically, all of your villagers from New Leaf just kind of abandon your previous world. Yep. <laughs> they join the New Horizons Island. Yep. Except for Zeddy, he's been demoted to he's helicopter been, uh, pilot he's now. I guess the rescue service. I've never used that. I I also haven't used it. I, um, like to the point, I don't really even know what it does. I honestly I don't know what it does either. I'm not quite sure. I think it has to do with the the island. Oh, if you get lost on an expedition or something. Maybe I yeah I don't know. I don't know. I haven't used it. Never had a need to. Yeah no, I haven't really had a need to do it. Um, but I'm glad he's still in the game at least somehow. Um, also spent a lot of time this time around just um, uh, catching the uh, diving mechanic. Ooh, yes. Which is cool because basically it expanded your island even further so you can swim in the water and find more items for your museum or just random stuff to sell. Mm-hmm. Which is another thing about New Horizons. Making money is incredibly easy once you get to a point. Yep. where It's like once your house is paid off, now you just have too much money and you're like, I don't know what to do with any of this. <laughs> That's, you buy all the clothes, you buy all the furniture. Um, I definitely noticed that um, the clothes options, like with the Able Sisters, have expanded incredibly. Well, everything's expanded pretty much because there's just oh, yeah. there's tons of customization options. Mm-hmm. I love just customizing the house, honestly. Yeah, no. I, I love being able to customize the island, to build, to like add waterways 
use to like get rid of water weight. It's it's really cool. It's I also freaking the uh, incredibly like almost like uncannily realistic fish and bugs. Yes. And the, the scorpion and tarantula. Those those bastards. And the puns. You can't not think about the puns. Oh, the yeah. Then how many sea bass you collect in the span oh, of like an hour? Yeah. But thing is, is like. I, I can't complain when it comes to the sea bass in these games because nothing's as bad as it was in Wild World when there wasn't that many fish that you could catch. And you just would get sea bass and sea bass and sea bass and sea bass and so many. I, I think I caught over like a million sea bass. Well, my favorite is <laughs> when you're trying to collect that one fish. Like I was trying oh, to yeah. find the sturgeon for the longest time. Yep. And I couldn't find one. And then I finally caught one, put it in the museum. And then the next thing I know, I found like three of them. I'm like, yep, that's always like, how it works. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Same with the oarfish. I couldn't find an oarfish for freaking ever until I finally caught one. And then I found like three of them. Yeah. I, I was think, like, I feel like that happened to me too, especially with the oarfish. I was like trying and trying. And then I finally caught one. And then it was like two, like. Two minutes later, and I was like, it, I just caught four oarfish. What the heck? Well, now I have one in my yard in my house just to have <laughs> an oarfish. I think I had one in my house, too, but I eventually sold it. So, I'm sorry, Mr. Fish. That and also I want to talk about the museum in this game is one of the most, like, insane, like, things. It is beautiful. Like, they designed the museum. Like, I have all, once I finished and collected every fossil, just going through the fossil section alone is, like, Wow. It actually really makes you like want to actually want to finish go it. To your, yeah, want to finish it and like go around and walk through it and take little pictures. Like it is so fun. And the bug and fish sections are really cool too. It actually feels like a legitimate museum you're exploring. Yeah. More so than the uh, previous games where they kind of felt. They, I mean, they were cool, but not nearly to this. I mean, the, the HD graphics that obviously are gonna. No. Yeah. Make a uh, big difference. I definitely think, like, the designers, like, just went ham and just had so much fun with the museum. It's, like, but then it's there's so the fun. But then there's the art gallery, which is just dead. Yeah. <laughs> because it's such a pain to get uh, art pieces, because you have to wait in it. You're never playing on the day where he's actually there. Yeah, but that's a mechanic that's been in the game for a while now, because that's how it was in New Leaf, and it's also how it was in um, Wild World, that... Um, he would come in on certain days so it's kind of something that's just been part of the game it's an inherent and you gotta time it yeah it's one of those inherent flaws with a real-time clock system that you can never really escape from but yep. i do like the fact though that once you finish all the fossils though then you just have thousands of them so you can just put random tyrannosaurus rex skeletons around oh, your yeah. own. just because or just sell them for money because they do make quite a bit yeah but i'm at the, but eventually you get to the point where you just have too much money and you're like what do i do with this true you make more money yeah. Money, money, money. Godzilla. You start decorating your house money. I just put Godzilla statues everywhere. <laughs> Why not? Why? I, I mean, hey, if that's how you want to decorate your island, make all your villagers feel like they're in constant panic, you do that. Well, you know. You do that. Yeah, but I mean, God, New Horizons is still going on. Too. Oh, do, oh yeah. do you remember the Easter event? Oh, that that poorly thought out mess it was just like it was so fr if they had shortened the, the problem was like it, it well also the big problem is it came out so early in the game's run oh yeah and the problem was a the rabbit was already like annoying to begin with mm. 
So they actually had to nerf him out of it so he would leave you alone. <laughs> but then it, the other big issue was... The eggs. Fish, fishing became impossible during this period because you yeah. were only ever going to catch eggs. Well, fishing, it, it was everywhere. Like, it was in your trees. It was yeah, but at least air. it wasn't every tree. Oh, yeah. The fishing, no, it though, was, it was literally, you could not fish. Yeah. Like, fishing, you were only going to catch eggs. No, the fishing was definitely frustrating. And it was definitely something that all the players felt. Um... I think it would have been better if they shortened it to at least a week. Um, Because I definitely think you could have gotten all the materials you needed in a week. Not, not like, the whole month. Yeah, that was was what I'd call a very poor decision on their part. I mean, they had to learn. Because, I mean, all the future events have been much smoother. Yeah. And it also, like, made me sad, too, because it, like, kind of overlapped with... um, uh, the cherry blossom season. Yep. Um, so it kind of overshadowed that. And it's like one of my favorite times of year. Like that was like so pretty on the island because you were able to like um, catch the the little flower petals with your net. And you could make like the special like cherry blossom furniture. And like I love that. And I wish they had like separated it so that they weren't mm. happening at the same time. I also love the music this time in uh, New Horizons this time yes. around. Like, one of my favorite themes in the game is you rarely ever hear it, but whenever your uh, villagers send you off on a uh, scavenger hunt to find a secret, like, item, mm-hmm. there's just a chill, like, guitar piece that plays in the background. It's just, it's such a, a joy to, like, just kind of run around and find the thing. Yeah. They definitely, I think, um, the sound designers, the game designers, like, they really had a lot of fun with this game. And they, I think they really tried to make it, like, a most, like, a really beautiful experience. Yeah, and I mean, it also helps that it just came out at a really good time for, uh, I mean, good time for them, not so much the world. <laughs> yeah, but... no, they definitely made a lot of money, because, like, Sold I remember... a lot of switches, because, like, like, everybody I knew was playing, like, I work in a machine shop, and even my coworkers were playing it, and it's like, yeah. it was crazy, though, like, it was, it was cool. Well, no, like, you'd go, um into target and it would be completely sold out target or walmart everywhere well that's why i bought it well i bought it digitally this time so i wouldn't have to worry about constantly putting the cart back in but it was like every like that's one of the reasons i bought it because everybody was playing it this time around like i was like okay i don't want to be the one guy who didn't at least try it yep no and i'm glad you did because like you ended up playing it a lot more than me like i kind of had um i was playing it a lot and then I kind of had some life things happen where I got laid off, and that kind of had to sit on the back burner because there was other things more important. Um, and I kind of dropped it for a while, but I'm getting back into it now because um, there's mm. so much that I missed. So I need to start playing it more, but life happens. And yes, it does. You can't control it, but hey, you just got to stay positive and play Animal Crossing. So that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> As you run away from bees and hope to not get stung. Yes, or no, you don't run away from them. You have your net ready, and you catch them immediately, and then you sell them. Because they're actually worth, I think, like 600 bills? Something like that. Yeah, pretty expensive. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes you forget to have your, um... No, sometimes it, it lands in an inconvenient spot and you can't get them. No, I'm always prepared. I'm not. <laughs> well, anyways, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. Welcome back. So, continuing on, now let's talk about some of the more spin-off games that came out over the course of the franchise's run. Notably, 
you remember Happy Home Designer. Yes. I played Happy Home Designer a lot. Um, you went on like a um, like week-long binge just <laughs> making houses. I remember we had to go to the GameStop and find that damn thing. Because nobody had it for whatever reason. Like, it I, was such a low-key release. It, it was pretty low-key, but it was, uh, it was really fun. Wasn't um, it literally just making houses? Yeah, so it was... The concept was that um, you were basically just taking the whole design aspect, bleh, the design aspect of Animal Crossing, uh, and turning it into its own little game. So you wouldn't have to like buy anything. You would have everything. You'd have to unlock furniture as you kept playing, but you were kind of given specifications to each house. Like, oh, you had to include this villager wanted this item, so you had to include it into your design somehow. But it was it was fun if you like that. Um, and for me, I've always loved like playing The Sims and like just building houses. So this was right up my alley of I like doing the design and the fun creativity. The design aspect of everything. Yeah. I kind of got one look at it. I was like, Nah, I'm all set. No, it, it's not for everyone. But if you like the whole designing, it's pretty fun because you're actually able to design a couple special buildings in the town too. So you can like design a restaurant design a hospital design a school um a clothing store so you can kind of like pick and choose what you want to design um i think there's like a hotel you can make um so it's really fun and the more you played the more you unlocked um unlocked furniture and items and clothing so you're able to like download like get a lot of content out of it if you just kept playing more um and the fun thing, too, is that after you built, like, one of uh, a building, you can go and interact at that building or even interact at the houses you made. So you could go run around and kind of play as your villager still and interact with the characters, but it was yeah. fun. I enjoyed it. It's funny, though, because that game came out, but it was completely overshadowed by its more infamous uh, cousin. Yes. Also known as Amiibo Festival. Yeah. Which was one of probably the biggest disappointments in the entire franchise's oh, history. Because, yeah. I mean, I remember it was interesting because the way that game was kind of announced was we kind of got... The Wii U had this kind of like... like It was kind of like a little like Animal Crossing kind of like plaza thing where you basically it was an excuse to just see like HD models of all the characters. Yep. And you could somewhat interact with them. And it was, it was cute. It was cool. Mm. But then we got... Um... The amiibo festival oh. which was like a mario it was like a mario party clone yeah but it required amiibos to play yep and it was just i have never played it personally myself but everything i've seen of it it just looks like one of the most pointless games ever made it just uh it didn't really have games like you there was games within it but it wasn't like mario party where after each round like you'd play a game together you didn't really have that it was kind of you were just moving around the board and as you landed on spaces you'd see kind of little little cutscenes of events that could happen that would affect the amount of bells you would gain um i think they also had aspects with like the whole turn up system with that too um like with the whole gambling and making money and stuff um stock market aspect but it really uh 
I think the major flaw of it was that people were so excited when they saw these um, HD models of the Animal Crossing characters, and they were like, "Oh my God, we're getting we're getting our next like console game. We're getting a console game for Animal Crossing. Oh my God, we're so excited!" And then, then Amiibo U- Festival. Then Wii U owners were desperate for content at that point. So. Yeah. So Amiibo Festival came, and then it. Uh, it went I pretty mean, it quickly. Was, we got some cool Animal Crossing amiibos out of it. That was really yeah. about it, though. No. There's so many of those things, too, and they're all in bargain bins now. Yeah, unfortunately, it just, uh... You couldn't really do much with them besides Amiibo Festival, or... Because you were able to eventually use them in New Leaf. Happy Home Designer then, had an aspect of them, too, didn't it? Yeah, you could use them in Happy Home Designer, um, especially... But with happy home designer and new leaf you didn't really want the actual amiibos you wanted the amiibo cards because those were you were able to actually like use like villager characters because they didn't make any actual amiibos for any of the villagers it was just the main characters like mr Frizzetti, um tom nook um i think the i don't know if there was the able sisters there's blathers but um it kind of like I remember, wasn't, it wasn't worth having them. I like, remember it, it came with that, like, Amiibo scanner dock, too, like, built in yep. because the 3DS didn't have Amiibo support at the time. Yeah, it came with this little circular scanner dock. Because um, they added it, went, it in with the new 3DS models. Yep. And uh, it was fun. Like, having the cards, it was fun. Um, I had a couple cards, but I had no idea where they went. Um, but it was also kind of hard because... Uh, y- like, you couldn't really find the car. Like, I never really saw them readily available You'd find anywhere. them in, like, Best Buys or, like, Walmarts. They'd be kind of, like, on the shelf with all, like, the other accessories and stuff. Yeah. But they weren't, like, super, like, in your face. It was kind of yeah. more of a, buy these, please. Yeah, buy them. <laughs> we, we need buy money them. right now. <laughs> yeah. So, I didn't really have that many. But when I was playing, like, Happy Home Designer, I wasn't really using that aspect of it. I would just, like choose random villagers from around like because random villagers would spawn wanting to like have um wanting to have their house made so i felt like you were able to pick and choose each day like oh i want to build this person's house and there are so many animal crossing villagers that you really like i didn't really feel the need to buy the cards because i was like oh, well they'll probably pop up eventually and most of my favorite characters did end up popping eventually popping up eventually so mm. i didn't really find it necessary <laughs> But I think you can actually use them now with New Horizons as well. I think so. I haven't really messed around with it. I, I haven't cared about Amiibos in so long, honestly. <laughs> I haven't really messed around with it either. Um, but I think a lot of people, when they were like, you can invite... Once you get the campsite, then you can invite... Um, you can use the Amiibo cards to... Oh, right. That's what it does. Invite them to your island, and then you can try and go to the campsite and persuade them to live on your island. So... It kind of, if you had, like, your favorite character, you could, like, easily get them onto your island. Actually, so, looking back at it now, I'm surprised there's only been, like, two major spin-offs in the Animal Crossing series. Yeah, those really were, like, the only... Oh, there's actually one more, which is the um, phone application. Comp- Pocket, Pocket Camp. Camp. Yeah, yeah, I never um, used that. I, I, I didn't really get into it, um, but I heard it's really fun. Um I just, like, I don't really play a lot of phone apps. Um, I just prefer, like, console games or, like, um, 
handheld games. Handheld games. So I just I I don't really get into those, but I heard it's really fun, and I think they were also Nintendo was like, oh well. Um, Pokemon Go did so well. Let's try this. Oh, yeah, because they made a um, lot of different handheld games at that point because there's a Fire Emblem game, Mario yeah. games, Mario Kart. So I think it was kind of part of that, of Nintendo diving into, like, the phone application um, market. And I think it worked really well. I think I think a lot of people played it. Um, it just wasn't my cup of tea because I'm just not a phone app So gamer. now getting into some more just kind of random miscellaneous stuff. I mean, obviously, the favorite game in the series for you is probably... For me, I'd have to say it was New Leaf. Um, I just have a really special place for that game. Um, I put a lot of hours into it. Um, and I loved... I just I loved a lot of the aspects of it. Um, New Horizons is very close, too. I mean, um, for me, it's obviously New Horizons. Yeah. It's the only one I could get into. Yeah. It's I and I really I love New Horizons too, but New Leaf is just it has a really special place in my heart. I loved that game and I still can go back and play it and I still love it to this I mean, day. The biggest problem with like the older games now is like once you've played a newer one, it's so hard to go back. Yeah. Because um, everything's so limited in comparison. Yeah, that's that's what's hard about Wild World. I actually did try going back one of these days, um, and it just didn't work. I played it for like two seconds. And I was like, nope, I can't do this. Like, it just, it's really hard. But I think um, New Leaf and New Horizon, you're able to actually um, go back and forth pretty easily. Because mm. a lot of the features in um, New Horizons were taken from New Leaf. Like, the whole diving mechanic that was added in New Leaf. Um, so. New Horizons' only real major thing was the crafting system, right? Yeah, the major thing was the crafting system. And, and the then, basic, like, like island. In the island, yep, and like also going to the random, the randomized yeah. island you can go to, um, I think were some of the major features, um, and then a couple new villagers um, were added too. I think one of the most like notable villagers was, um, I don't remember the name of it, but it's like a, it's like a red wolf, um, and that character was after actually based off um this little old lady who loved new leaf so much like she spent like over like thousands of hours into it um and it was super adorable and uh nintendo actually made a character based off of her so that's funny it's one of those things that's really like charming about new horizons who, who's your favorite like recurring npc what do you uh like you... like a tom nook or a oh for me it would have to be that's tough. I'd have to say Blathers. I like. I, I love, love. I love terrorizing him with bugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're mean, um, but I I loved Blathers. I just think he's like such a cute character. Like the design is so adorable, and I love like little owls are just so cute. So I loved Blathers. He's one of my favorites. How about you? You know, I kind of like all of them. I like Mr. Rossetti just because I find him amusing. <laughs> yeah. I have I have a love hate relationship with Tom Nook just because I love the whole <laughs> meme that he's he's the villain. He's the villain <laughs> he's, of the game. He'll break your kneecaps, you know. Mm. Oh man, it's funny. And then um, I, I like the, all the the random villagers mm. basically that have been in the series forever. I mean, Isabel friggin' exploded. Yeah, in popularity Isabel. to the point where she's a Smash Brothers character now. Yeah, I think that's really fun. The villager alone in Smash Brothers is amazing because of all the memes. Yeah. The villager gonna go just be this murderous like <laughs> evil character for no just because of one trailer yep that was funny though i like those yeah oh we didn't really talk about um think 
just it brought off my mind we never really talked about like kk slider um because he's a very iconic character in the series especially where um especially his music that's like a big part of the series like being able to like oh and like how i broke the credits theme when we we were on your island that one time oh yeah i um (laughs) i I think uh new horizons um as you know like kk will come once you um you have to get to a certain i can't remember what you had to do i think you had to have like um a certain amount of buildings and like and then kk slayer would be like oh it's cool now i can come to your island and then he like plays like every like saturday i think um and i remember it was like the first time i had kk slider and bill was on my island and i was like all right come on sit sit in the chair next to me and we're gonna watch kk slider play and then i got impatient and got up and completely like screwed up the credit sequence so So as as alex is sitting there watching him play i'm just running around like whacking him with a net and just doing like emotes and just being annoying and i was like oh she's like you're not supposed to do that you've ruined it and i'm like no i think i made it better personally he ruined it for me it was my first time having kk slider there and watching the ending credits and then you're just slapping me with a net so thank you so and i can't move because it has you locked down at that point in your chair (laughs) and i was free to do whatever and it was great yep so that was a great moment so thanks a lot for being a little twerp anyways (laughs) but yeah he was definitely one of the really charming um, things about Animal Crossing. He was definitely... Because you looked forward to him coming every weekend and then being able to get the music tracks to play in your house. So that was always really fun and just a really cute feature of the game. So I guess we could also talk about just our favorite villagers. I mean, I only really have access to my what I've played in New Horizons, but I mean, I love Sterling, the <laughs> owl... The bird guy in armor who is obsessed with working out for no reason. <laughs> he's a cool guy. Well, he's a jock character, so yeah. jocks love. And then I love my little penguin friend, Boomer, who's Boomer. like a pilot and just eats all the time. <laughs> he's just a funny guy. And then don't you also have, you have um, the emperor penguin. Uh, with a deep voice who got really offended that I didn't play. He's an angry villager. That got really offended that I didn't play for a month. Hmm. Those are definitely, like, you have a really good island. You have a lot of really good characters on your island. Yeah, too bad it's designed It's designed terribly. <laughs> hey, they still love it. I'd have to say my favorite villagers, I have a soft spot for Bob. Um, he's a cat and a lazy villager. Um, he was in my Wild World island. He was one of my first villagers, and he had stayed there the whole game. So he has a little special spot in my heart. And then I'd also have to say Drake. He's a little duck. Ducks are my favorite animal, so automatically loved him. Um, and he's a little lazy villager, too. And he was always really fun to have on my island in New Leaf. Um, and he was also one of, like, the originals and stayed there the whole time. And then I guess, like, my current favorite in uh, New Horizons would have to be Hornsby, who's a rhino. Um, and he's also... I really like the lazy villagers for some reason, I guess. Uh, but he's really cute, so he's probably, like, my favorite right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like them all. I, I don't really, I don't care if they have stupid, like, personalities <laughs> or they're just ugly looking. I just like them. Well, that's, like, kind of the fun thing about the, the villagers. They all have these different personalities, so you can have a normal villager, a lazy villager, a jock, or, like, a snooty preppy one. So it's kind of fun to have all the different personalities on your island. Yeah. Um. 
And one of the fun things, too, is, like, when they interact with each other. Yeah. That's fun, and you can kind of eavesdrop in on their I conversations. Had like, I had, like, a, like, three of mine just singing into, like, the town square. That is really fun. I do enjoy it. That's, like, one of my favorite features of New Horizons, where you can place a radio somewhere, and then... Um, They'll all go around and sing around it. It's so cute. I had one of mine sit on a freaking scorpion I was trying to catch. I was like, you. I was like, oh. <laughs> it is. Sometimes that will happen um, <laughs> where a villager might accidentally ruin something for you. Because I think I had one villager. Um, it was like a stump. And there was a bug on the stump. And I was about to catch it. And then they just sat down. And I was like, no. Like, I saw it. And I needed that bug. And I was like, no. It was, it was great. Well, it was awful, but also looking back, very hilarious. Yep. Oh man. I also, think, I just love catching giant sharks too <laughs> out of the ocean. <laughs> and then displaying them. Yep. Or just putting screen. them in your museum. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely pretty fun. I love, I love carrying an oarfish around and then just like whipping it out and be like, da da, <laughs> everywhere. It's great bringing it to people's islands. Yep. No, you did that on my island. My island quite a bit. Um, another funny thing too is like when you're fishing and you catch like this awesome fish, and then you'll see a villager, like the little exclamation point will pop up, and well, they'll, they'll run start... up to you and go, "Can I buy your oarfish for five dollars?" And you're just like, "Heck no!" <laughs> but yeah. then you're also like, "But it's gonna ruin my friendship with them." And you're like, "Oh no!" So you're so conflicted, but then eventually you're like, "No way, money is more important." <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I remember my friend actually at work. He had a uh, entire like house, like room in his house, just hoarding freaking scorpions <laughs> for uh, when he eventually sold them off to uh, the the uh, the bug catcher. Oh, yep, that's <laughs> definitely one of the things that's not broken about. Oh, the did game, you ever but get? You can exploit it. Did you ever easily. get the scorpion island? I I have. Um... I got that like my first like expedition. I had no idea. I was like, oh no. <laughs> I didn't last very long. No, you gotta. Um, well, it's funny because uh, because of the game's popularity, there were so many people like on TikTok and all the different apps like being like, "Oh, do this! Like, here's a little hack, and you'll be able to like, um, like catch all the scorpion on your island." So it was actually pretty like fun. Then, you and, were able to figure it out. And then quickly. you realize all you have to do is just crouch and watch the pattern, and it's yep. really easy. But no, I remember some of those like tricks where like you gotta dig a, a four point yep. of holes and then the, let it chase you into them yep when in reality all you have to do is just crouch and watch it and get close to it but you know i the community was the best part though yeah the community in this uh in new horizons was um was honestly the best part i think because so many people were playing it you were able to play with like so many other people and everyone had their own stories and were like passing them around it, it was a cool like yeah world building moment it was really it was really fun i think they really took the online capabilities of the switch and were just able to add it to the game and make it super fun because you were able to do it in the past with um i think you were able to do it in wild world but i did not know anyone who else play, who also played wild world when i was a kid so i could never do that um and then the same with like new leaf like didn't really have anyone i could like have visit my island in new leaf but um in new horizons especially where you were playing it i was able to like dabble into those features well, and like it was everybody really fun. was playing it it was that was it was 
crazy how many people played this game. Oh, yeah. I remember, like, I had friends posting on Facebook or, like, Instagram being like, hey, I'm playing Animal Crossing. Does anybody Come... have apples? Does anybody? Who has oranges? Yeah. Oh, why does everybody have cherries? Yep. <laughs> like, I remember that. Pineapples, just... Or not, not pine, coconuts. Think... Coconuts. <laughs> coconuts, yep. I have so many coconuts on my island now. It's yeah. not even funny. Nope, you gotta plant all those trees and then... My island has too many trees. No. <laughs> yeah, but, um... It's kind of a good thing, though, because you can always cut them down and replant. I know, that's basically what I do. Mm-hmm. Especially the money tree, which the money tree is really interesting, too. Uh, the whole... You gotta find that freaking hole in the ground that yeah. has the money, and then it's like you plant a certain amount. Yeah, well, it's like kind of like a gamble, almost, to do it, because um, it doesn't... Uh, if like you put like a thousand bells in, you may or may not get in a thousand bell tree, you might still just get an 100-bell tree. So it really just, it's a gamble. Um, it's not always 100% that what you put in is what you're going to get. So yeah. I don't remember the exact ratios. You can definitely find them online. But it was like you got a gamble, and you could either, you could lose the gamble or you could win the gamble. So it's pretty funny. They really make it, they really thought everything through. Did you ever set an alarm to, like, catch a certain fish at a certain time? I, I have, yeah. Or I'd just, like, stay up late and look i definitely documented everything like i would like look online to see like how much a fish cost and like what time they would be there to be able to make a lot of money so it's funny you can kind of be strategic with the games almost playing animal crossing at like like midnight to like one in the morning is the weirdest thing because nothing (laughs) is like really going on in game It's, it's just odd yeah but you can go around and do a lot of stuff. Night um, swimming. Yeah. Night swimming. And I think that's when like the little ghost guy comes out. Oh yeah, him. You scare him, and then his scat he scatters all over the place. <laughs> yep. And you gotta go help him. He's a little fun guy. He's he's a nice fun. And then he never gives you anything good. <laughs> no. Is there any events you just ignore because you have no interest in doing them? I mean, I like give everyone a shot. I kind of ignored the bunny event, <laughs> but I well, think that a was lot just of poorly. Did. That was poorly designed. But I think uh, I give them all a shot. You know, I think they're all fun in their own ways, and you should give at least everyone a shot because it only happens once a year. So for some of them, uh, the fishing tourneys and the uh, bug catching tourneys are really fun too. Um, I I just think they're all really fun. You know, I think they're hmm. all great in their own ways. Yeah, well, I mean, good talk. Good talk, good talk. Yeah. We love our Animal Crossing. Well, now well, you you, you love your Animal Crossing. I love my New Horizons, Yeah, as you, they say. <laughs> well, anyways, guys, thanks for listening to the uh, Gaming and Collecting Podcast. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. See you then.